That was wonderful. Thank you, boys and girls, for a, a wonderful parade this morning. Palm branches. Yeah, sorry about that. Not, not much I can do with the wind. Uh, it doesn't bother you. It won't bother me, right? Everybody likes a good parade, right? I can remember growing up uh, in Greensboro, going to parades uh, like the 4th of July parade in my red, white, and blue, pretending I was directing the, the marching bands as they went by, covering my ears with excitement and terror as the giant fire trucks rolled down the street, scrambling for those sacred pieces of crushed candy that fall on the ground. <laughs> in high school, I can remember marching uh, in the Christmas parade in Greensboro, playing the trumpet, and actually one year it was snowing. The snow was swirling between the buildings uh, while I was playing the trumpet in the Christmas parade. I remember parades here in Rollsville at Christmas when our church marched in the parade. One year we carried signs uh, that, that, was, that were encouraging us to love our neighbors well. Uh, another year our kids dressed up as animals from the nativity scene and rode on a float through Rollsville. I remember Palm Sundays like today where kids marched around waving palm branches just like this morning. Everybody likes a good parade. People liked parades, too, in the ancient world. They were reserved for festivals, special occasions, special people. In one of today's scripture passages, Jesus processes into Jerusalem. It's time for the Passover. Jewish pilgrims are making their way to the holy city to celebrate. Remember God liberating them from slavery under the oppressive empire of Egypt. As Jesus makes his way from the Mount of Olives to the east, he rides on a colt while his followers wave branches, lay their garments on the road, and cheer. And they're crying out, Hosanna, which means save us now. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessings on the coming kingdom of David. Hosanna. These are, these are praises befitting a king. And then Jesus goes into the temple and is anointed king of Israel and takes power and leads a revolution to free Israel from Roman occupation. Except that's not what happens at all, is it? No, this parade takes a very different route. Appears to, appears to fizzle out as Jesus goes into Jerusalem, enters the temple, looks around, and then returns to Bethany with his disciples for the night. It might have paled in comparison to, to the other parade. Many scholars and historians make a compelling case that this wasn't the only parade or processional that day. Perhaps as Jesus is making his way into Jerusalem uh, through the eastern side of the city, there's another parade happening on the western side through the main Jerusalem gate. And this parade has a lot more pomp and circumstance, a lot more flair and power, a, a war horse, not a donkey colt. Troops with spears and swords, not farmers and, and kids waving branches. A show of Roman imperial power, cavalry on horses, foot soldiers, leather armor, helmets, weapons, banners, golden eagles mounted on poles, the sun gleaming off of gold and metal. The marching of feet, the, the clinking of bridles, the beating of drums. Some bystanders awestruck, others resentful or afraid. You see, Rome also knew that Passover was the biggest festival for the Jewish people. And they knew what it celebrated. 
God liberating Israel from an oppressive empire. Because of this, the the Roman governor, Pilate, would always come to Jerusalem during the Passover from the west, from Caesarea, with a show of force just to make sure that Jewish people didn't get any ideas. You might celebrate God's deliverance in the past, but, but Rome was in charge now. And according to Roman imperial belief, the emperor wasn't just, the, wasn't just simply the ruler of Rome. He was a son of God. So for Jewish subjects, Pilate's procession represented both military threat and arrival theology. Everybody likes a good parade. But the question then and still now is, which parade do we choose? Which one captures our attention? Which one is the real one and which one is but a parody? Which story do we inhabit, the way of Jesus or the way of Rome? And Jesus' parade is a different kind of parade because Jesus is a different kind of king. It looks more ragtag, less intimidating uh, and powerful. Its, its root is not what people would expect. Jesus comes parading into Jerusalem, not to rule through force or fear, but through sacrificial love. He comes to bring peace, not with a sword, but with suffering and defeat. He comes to serve, not to show off. He's enthroned, not in the place and halls of power, but on a state instrument of execution. No golden crown, but a crown of thorns. His kingdom seems anticlimactic in comparison with the ways of the world and of worldly empire. Strength through simplicity, wealth through generosity, leadership through service, the last being first. And yet every day we're confronted with that choice of which parade we choose. And therefore which king and kingdom we choose. Which one is more real and true? But that's not the only question that confronts us this day. The truth is, we have the benefit of knowing how the story ends up. We know where this parade is going, and so we might latch on. Yeah, we've got the rest of the gospel to help us. The people then didn't know where this Jesus parade was going. They thought they knew. That's why they did what they did. They, they would have almost no other way of seeing this man riding upon an unridden colt than as the long-expected Savior, God's Messiah King, come to, to restore, rescue them from their perceived enemies. Israel's prophet spoke uh, about the one who would restore and firmly establish David's throne with justice and righteousness. On top of those expectations, the timing of the Passover, which celebrated God's deliverance from bondage, Jesus comes down the Mount of Olives, the place from which, according to the prophet Zechariah, God will fight the nations and restore Jerusalem. And 200 years earlier, Simon Maccabeus entered Jerusalem this way, and he was followed by Jews entering the city, get this, with praise and palm branches, harps and cymbals and stringed instruments, because a great enemy had been crushed and removed from Israel. No wonder, right? The people wave branches and cry out, Hosanna, blessed is the one who's coming to, to restore the kingdom. The cry of Hosanna is a, is a powerful cry for help. It means save us now. They think Jesus' parade is the beginning of that salvation longed hoped for, deliverance from all enemies, especially Rome. 
they just don't realize that it's a deeper salvation they really long for. Their cry is, is half right. They do need salvation now. They do need Jesus to rescue them. Not just from Roman occupation, from themselves. Everybody likes a good parade. The question is, are we willing to go where this parade ends up? Even in the pomp and circumstance of Palm Sunday, we can't forget where this processional is headed. We, we welcome Jesus with, with palm branches and hearts aflutter, crying, crying our Hosanna as we hail him as our, as our Lord and as our King. And that's right. All glory, laud, and, and honor. But this Sunday is not just about this. It's about going to where this parade ends up. This parade will wind through to the temple where Jesus overturns tables and says he is the true place where heaven and earth intersect. This parade will go to an upper room where Jesus takes bread, breaks it and said, this bread is like my body. It will break so that you might be made whole. This cup is like my blood. It will spill out for the forgiveness of your sins. The parade heads to a garden where a savior uh, is betrayed, abandoned, arrested. It, it morphs into a surreal scene where an adoring crowd becomes a jeering mob, where clapping hands and waving and clasping palm branches are exchanged for angry fish shaking in the air, where shouts of Hosanna turn into shouts of crucify him, crucify him. Cries for salvation exchanged for a cry for death. While those of us who I identify as, as Christian may like to imagine ourselves among the, the Palm Sunday parade crowd shouting hosannas, we prefer to excuse ourselves from that parade come Good Friday. Everybody likes a good parade, but will we go where this parade ends up? We must. We must. Because it ends up at the cross. That's where Jesus is enthroned. That's where God did something about our worst while answering our prayer and deepest longing for salvation. It is the cross of Jesus Christ alone that has the power to bridge the gap between the hosannas of today and the crucify him of Friday. Between our rebellion against God and God's steadfast love of us. We must go to where this parade ends up because the cross is God's answer to our Hosanna. The cross is God's answer to our Hosanna. We cry out Hosanna precisely because we know we also would have cried out crucify him. We're a part of that parade too. Hosanna God save us now and God did. Do you hear that good news? Save us now. Hosanna. And God answered that prayer. God doesn't in and through a savior king paraded on a cross, victorious in his defeat, powerless in his, powerful in his powerlessness, strong in his weakness. Are, are we willing to go where this parade ends up? I, I pray yes. Because this parade with its shouts of Hosanna and crucify him 
along the way is nothing less than the route by which God shows us the meaning of unconditional love, mercy, and salvation. All the more reason for us to sing all glory, laud, and honor this day. Thanks be to God then that we that, we, that the one we worship is a great king riding into Jerusalem that day. That the real, truer parade happens with Jesus beginning on a donkey and ending on a cross, not with Pilate on a war horse. Thanks be to God that the one we worship came with a great purpose riding into Jerusalem to, to bring salvation, yes, to save a world of sinners, even the ones who turn on him. Jesus comes entering the gates of Jerusalem, entering the gates of our hearts. He is the one who can bridge the chasm between Palm Sunday and Good Friday, between Hosanna and crucify him. He is the one who can heal, forgive, redeem. He is the one who will be forsaken on the cross and will not forsake us. His is the parade we must follow to the cross. His is the parade that will have one more big surprise in store. One that nobody saw coming. One that vindicates this strange parade route. Uh, but you'll have to wait until next Sunday. Everybody likes a parade. Especially one with a surprise at the end. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.